This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 500. The mystery deepens. Did this victim have a stalker? Kaylee complained about a stalker. And the surprise revelation. Who called 911? It wasn't the roommates who slept through the massacre. And serial killer? Or was he somebody they knew? It's very high risk that this killer will kill again. Then, Twitter mass exodus. A whopping 75% of employees have reportedly left the company. The farewell parties. The scroll of insults. Megalomaniac worthless billionaire and stay with us stay with us we got you there's a lady trapped you. in there lift 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 teamwork plus will she give birth behind bars elizabeth holmes she's pregnant the new photos on her sentencing day as she begs for mercy then the plus-size swimsuit models who say they were turned away from a nightclub. We're not able to get let in as a thicker, curvy woman. She looked at me up and down and was like, not tonight. Plus, look who's visiting Jay Leno at the hospital. It's Tim Allen. We did some jokes, which is what we do. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is the quadruple college murder that's riveting the nation. And today there are new questions, including who called 911? Authorities say it wasn't the two roommates who were home at the time of the killings. And did one of the victims have a stalker? Jim Murray is in Idaho with the latest. Who called 911? We're learning that the caller was not, repeat, not either of the two roommates who live in the house and apparently slept through the massacre. So the mystery is, who did make that 911 call to police, and how did that person make the gruesome discovery? I spoke with County Prosecutor Bill Thompson. 
testify. It's an essential part of the case. Uh, whoever discovered the scene first, whoever initiated the contact with law enforcement is all part of understanding what occurred in the timeline of what occurred. He told me the two roommates may have critical information. The investigators are already talking to him and trying to um, get from them everything they can possibly remember about what they may have seen, what they may have heard, uh, what their activities were, what they know about the activities of their housemates. A new wrinkle, former LAPD detective Mark Furman, yes, that Mark Furman from the O.J. Simpson trial, now lives in Idaho and is claiming that victim Kaylee Gonsalves had a stalker. I talked to one student and I agree with this. It was twice removed from the person that said it, Kaylee, but Kaylee two months ago complained about a stalker. social media video shows all five women in the kitchen of the house they shared. We're learning that the killer, for some reason, bypassed the rooms where the two young survivors were sleeping. Their story was, is they heard partying, they heard noise, but they just, as usual, said, you know, there's partying going on, and they locked the door. Another mystery, where was Kaylee's dog the night of the killings? Why didn't his barking wake everyone up? Autopsies on the four students found each had multiple stab wounds. Some had defensive wounds, showing they fought with the attacker. And there was no sexual assault. County Coroner Kathy Mabbott is describing the murders as personal. Were they found in beds? Um, yes. There were multiple stab wounds. The Fatal ones were to the chest area or the upper body area. The father of Zana Kernodal says her wounds show she fought for her life. Bruises and just, you know, maybe hurt by the knife or yeah. whatever. She, she's a tough kid. Whatever she wanted to do, she, she could do it. And we're learning that another victim, Madison Mogan, had planned to spend Thanksgiving with the family of her boyfriend, Jake Schreiger. His mother says his world has been turned upside down. There's growing anger over the progress of the investigation in Moscow, Idaho. Madison Mogan's aunt says the lack of information, statements from left field, and lack of outreach to the public to gain information has made this even more painful. On a typical weeknight, Main Street in this small college town is bustling, but not tonight. So many people are fearful over these four brutal homicides that many students have left campus and returned home, leaving Moscow, Idaho, a virtual ghost town. I found University of Idaho student Grace Martin, who lives across the street from the murder scene, as she joined the exodus of students heading home. Living next to the crime scene, it feels very dark, like there's like kind of a a spirit of death around a bit. Abigail Spencer, news editor of the campus newspaper, says the lack of information is fueling fear. They keep saying it's an isolated incident, but if we don't have an idea of who it is, nobody knows what to look out for, and no one knows how to keep themselves and their friends and family safe. Though police have described the murders as a targeted killing, some speculate it may be the work of a serial killer. Stephen Fabian spoke with one well-known criminologist for her take. Was it a serial killer or someone they knew? One of the nation's top criminal profilers, Dr. Casey Jordan, is weighing in. You could have somebody who is a potential serial killer who has been thinking about doing something like this for a very long time. If the fantasy was fulfilled, then the fantasy will bloom even larger. And very often you're going to find a perpetrator who feels compelled to do it again. But Dr. Jordan says another, perhaps stronger possibility, they were acquaintances. Could this have been a fellow student? Statistically, it's most likely to be someone from that community. Most likely to be a fellow student, somebody who may have been 
in the house before or invited into the house even in those early morning hours, perhaps by one of the victims. We can't rule that out. The use of a large knife, possibly a Rambo-style combat knife like this, is also telling. We can't rule out the fact that there is a sexual nature to it. In criminology, we often talk about peakerism, the use of an assailant who is stabbing with a knife, if you will, as a substitute for sexual activity, sometimes because of their lack of ability to perform. Wow. And what about the two roommates who survived? Jordan finds it completely plausible that they didn't hear anything. A lot has been made about the fact that there were two female roommates in the house that didn't hear anything. It makes sense that the victims were sleeping, caught by surprise, and perhaps the stabbing quieted them instantly so that each one of them didn't even know what had happened to the others and the two roommates who survived had no idea until they woke up at noon the next day what had happened. I think these roommates are traumatized. I don't think they had anything to do with this attack. How difficult of a case is this one to solve? It could be very difficult to solve, mostly because if you don't catch them within the first 48 hours and they've left town and you don't have any DNA evidence, they could be anywhere at any time thinking about doing it again. It has now been six days since the murders. We'll have the latest on the investigation when you join us next time. Elizabeth Holmes, the disgraced founder of Theranos, faces up to 20 years in prison at her sentencing today. She was convicted of falsely telling investors that she had technology that could detect medical conditions like cancer with a single drop of blood. As Amber Cagliano reports, people are now wondering if she will deliver her second child behind bars. A pregnant Elizabeth Holmes shows up in federal court today to learn her fate, as we're seeing intimate photos of the disgraced ex-billionaire as never before. Here she is, the adoring wife to hotel heir Billy Evans. In these photos, she beams, pregnant with their first child. Here, she's a doting mom. And in this recent photo, she smiles from ear to ear, awaiting the arrival of her second child. Her defense team hopes the sentimental images could help sway the federal judge as Holmes faces sentencing today following her conviction for fraud and conspiracy. The former Silicon Valley darling is expecting her second child, reportedly this winter. Late today, the judge sentenced her to 11 years in prison. She must surrender April 27, 2023, after the baby is born. The sentence brought Holmes to tears. I spoke with prison consultant Jennifer Myers. She says after giving birth, Holmes will be allowed to bond with her child, but only for a short time. She'll have three months to bond with her baby and then her baby will be taken away from her, given to a guardian, and she'll go back to her prison. Her husband is begging the judge for leniency. My name is Billy Evans, and you hold the life of my partner in your hands. So much of what has been written about Liz is untrue. She is honest, humble, and terribly scared. Please let her be free. Elizabeth Holmes's incredible rise and fall was captured by actress Amanda Seyfried in the Hulu hit, the dropout. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Prosecutors have called Holmes remorseless. She accepts no responsibility, quite the opposite. She insists she is the victim. She is not. You ready for this? According to the Wall Street Journal, back in 2010, when Elizabeth Holmes was warned that someone could die if Theranos produced bad test results, she allegedly replied, quote, they don't put pretty people like me in jail. 
Other news today, it is nail-biting video as first responders try to rescue a woman pinned under a burning car. They have to summon up superhuman strength to save the day. And incredibly, they did. It's a race against time to save a woman trapped under her flaming car. Stay with us. Stay with us. us. We got you. First responders outside Kansas City, Kansas can't get to her. So they work as a team and lift the burning car. Lift, 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 lift. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They try to reassure the 51-year-old woman. We got you. We got you. We got you. There you go. There you go. There you go. Look, you can see her legs sliding out. We got her. We got her. Pull, pull, pull. Pull, pull, pull. She's alive. But she currently is in the hospital on a ventilator. Elon Musk recently joked, how do you make a small fortune in social media? He said, start with a big one. It is hard to see how he's going to profit from his $44 billion purchase of Twitter now that 75% of the workforce is gone. Celestrant reports former employees are taking to Twitter to let their feelings be known. Is Twitter about to go dark? The chaotic situation at Twitter. Mass resignations overnight. Offices shutting down. Users predicting the end is nigh. Twitter is in disarray today after hundreds of employees quit en masse rather than give in to the demands of the world's richest man, Elon Musk. The crisis began when Musk issued this ultimatum to the staff. Commit to working long hours with high intensity by 5 p.m. Thursday or quit. And it seems hundreds chose to walk. Three, two, one. These guys counted down to the 5 p.m. deadline. We're all about to get fired from Twitter. Many more took to where else but Twitter to sign off, posting images of their company laptops and employee badges. Entire departments appear to be throwing farewell celebrations. One report estimated that as many as 1,500 people resigned overnight. They're going to have a hard time just keeping the lights on. A lot of people wondering if they get on their phones, if it's just going to be gone. Here at Twitter's New York headquarters, offices have been ordered closed until Monday to prevent potential sabotage by disgruntled ex-employees. Company access badges have also been disabled until the dust settles. On the Twitter building in San Francisco, a prankster projected a scroll of insults, calling Elon Musk a megalomaniac and worthless billionaire. So how is the tech mogul responding to the chaos? With gallows humor, he posted a meme that appeared to show Twitter dead and buried. And the Federal Trade Commission says it's been following the developments at Twitter with deep concern. Seven Democratic senators have asked the agency to look into whether or not Twitter has breached any consumer protection laws under Musk's ownership. And Taylor Swift is breaking her silence about the fiasco surrounding ticket sales for her upcoming tour. She calls it excruciating. Taylor Swift is furious. The singer is lashing out after legions of her fans were denied a chance to buy tickets for her upcoming tour. It goes without saying that I'm extremely protective of my fans. Taylor just posted on Instagram. It's excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. It's me. 
Taylor says the real problem is Ticketmaster, which announced yesterday it was canceling public ticket sales due to insufficient inventory after a record-breaking pre-sale. Taylor goes on to say, I'm trying to figure out how this situation can be improved moving forward. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. And Jay Leno gets a special visitor at the hospital, his good buddy, Tim Allen. Jay is good. Allen stopped by the Grossman Burn Center in L.A. to visit his old pal, who's facing multiple surgeries for the severe burns he sustained in a vintage car fire in his garage. And yes, laughter is the best medicine. How's his face look? His face looks great. It, 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 it didn't look all that good to begin with, so this is, no, he's going with the George Clooney look. And we now know why Al Roker has been absent from the Today Show for the last two weeks. Al just posted this photo of a bouquet of flowers revealing he's been in the hospital for blood clots in his leg and his lungs. Roker says he's getting terrific medical care and is on his way to recovery. We wish him well. We'll be back after this. Next, the plus-size swimsuit models who say they were turned away from a nightclub. You're not able to get let in as a thicker, curvy woman. She looked at me up and down and was like, not tonight. And oh, listen to that. Thunder Snow freak out. We got it. We got it. Woo! Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. They are plus-size models ready for a girls' night out. Then they say they were denied entry to a club because of their size. This plus-size model sizzles on the pages of Sports Illustrated. So you can imagine her shock when she says she was fat-shamed, along with another plus-size model, and denied entrance to a popular nightclub. We're not able to get let in as a thicker, curvy woman. He looked at me up and down and was like, not tonight. This is, you know, fat shaming to the core. Ella Halikis is a successful model with 700,000 followers on social media. She's a body positive influencer along with her friend Alexa J. Despite their popularity, the women say a bouncer stopped them from entering the club and only allowed their thin friends to go inside. Every other girl that got let in, you know, was thinner. We felt like we were isolated, that we were plucked out of a crowd of girls and said everyone else can go and enjoy their night, but you 
you guys, not tonight. The incident left the women so shaken they recorded their outrage after it happened. After being fat shamed, we are now going home. Even if I'm embarrassed, like I feel like I need to talk about this. Now they're taking a stand on social media. If you've experienced any type of discrimination like this, you know exactly how horrible and disgusting it feels. And we are no longer letting this fly anymore. Their video and the hashtag not tonight is going viral with two million views. We're getting flooded of comments and messages of people having similar situations. Even during our interview, she was interrupted by a fan off camera. And, And I, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I'm tired of staying quiet. This needs to be talked about. The company that owns the club says they don't tolerate discrimination of any kind, adding that the bouncer was a contract worker who's been removed from the post. We'll be back after this. Still to come. Oh! Listen to that! Thunder Snow freak out. We got it! We got it! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Check out this amazing video as lake effect snow moves in on Buffalo, New York. The region is getting walloped by an historic winter storm, which includes a rare phenomenon called thunder snow. It's gotten so bad there that the NFL is moving Sunday's Bills game to Detroit. And the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori is in Buffalo to cover the story. And a compilation of him freaking out over past thunder snowstorms has gone viral today. Oh! Listen to that! Son of a... That's unbelievable! Oh, yes! 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 We got it, baby! We got it! We got it! Woo! That's number five, baby! Yes! Yes! Woo! And when we come back, how not to lose your luggage on vacation. Finally, today is estimated airlines lose 28 million pieces of luggage every year. Here's one way to keep track of yours. This young woman is eagerly awaiting her sister's arrival at the airport. And there she is with a suitcase that has her sister's face plastered on it. (laughs) Truly a side-splitting joke. And that's Inside Edition. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you again next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Wondery Plus.